So Sam Brown, welcome to this um, update that I wanted to do. I mean, it's a while back that we talked. And to be honest, that interview stayed with me uh, for such a long time. Um, because during that interview, you talked about so many things, about the problems with the record company back then at the time of stop. We connected in a way over loss, the loss of your mother, the loss of my mother. And when we talked about that, that was uh, quite emotional. And how you back then had redefined yourself creatively. And then we talked about loss again, the loss of your voice and the discovery of the ukulele. Yes. So I was pretty surprised <laughs> when when it came up that you'd recorded and released um, a new album. And what was really interesting about it is that you obviously had so many restrictions on your voice, um, but you created something that, again, defined yourself differently. So tell me about how you sort of went from the loss of voice to defining yourself differently creatively. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that woke you up, didn't it? That's a, that's a morning question. Just my, my jelly beans I'm having for my breakfast because <laughs> even you hit me with that one. Um, okay, so I think um, it was a very natural process actually because um, I love sequences and kind of electronic music and sort of uh, quite ambient electronic music. And one of the things that I, my brother suggested, I bought a vocoder um, because with a vocoder, you sing into a microphone and you play the notes. So your voice, so it plays your voice with the right notes, if you see what I'm saying. As it happened, the bit of kit that I bought was, was it's a really good bit of kit, but it wasn't a brilliant vocoder as it happened. But what it did have was loads of really kind of lovely sequenced mad sort of 80s uh, electronica kind of sounds and so i started to do a couple of instrumentals and then um, in lockdown my friend danny shogger said well why don't we just try a little bit of writing so um we did and we met every tuesday online like this and um and we, we started writing, we did two or three songs and it just kind of carried on from what I'd been doing already. And that idea of electronica kind of carried on. And then after writing two or three songs, I thought, well, it's kind of, I mean, I could almost get it in tune. It was very low singing like this. Um, but I thought I'm going to stick it into auto-tune and see what it sounds like. And I put it into auto-tune and all of a sudden the whole thing came alive and it was like, Actually, this actually sounds quite good because obviously the songwriting is something I've always done, and um, and Danny's really good programmer. He's a lovely pianist as well, so it just kind of went forward in the direction that you know we're well where we are now. Really, how painful was that process? Because actually losing your voice and stepping into a studio. It must be. It must have been at the start a really difficult and painful process. Till you probably reached a point where, you, as you said, where you thought, "Oh, actually, this works." So, yeah. how difficult was it initially, though? Well, first of all, it wasn't a studio. It was this very room. <laughs> um, it was. It was really difficult, and there were tears. I, you know, I would sing something and play it back, and it would just be i mean probably to an untrained ear it wouldn't sound that out of tune 
It wouldn't sound like when someone sings, you go, oh, God, you shouldn't be singing. It wasn't like that. But to me, it was always very slightly under, very slightly out of tune. And that bothered me. Um, so when I, so eventually when I, so I'd, I'd sung the songs and I was kind of a bit, okay, you know. But when I put it into auto-tune, it did make it come alive. And then it became a situation where I had to put how I felt about my singing aside knowing that I had to be very pragmatic about it and then put it into the auto-tune and tune it up and then it worked, you know. So it's kind of singing it without, there was no joy in singing it. It was just kind of getting it as good as I possibly could. But then when it was tuned up, it worked. So it was upsetting, but it was definitely worth it. You know, there were there were great rewards at the end. That was the thing. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. And I was thinking... Okay, I've got to check out. Am I the only person that absolutely loves this? And the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. So, how has that affected your confidence that you've, you know, you've gone from this position? And I presume there was, you know, a, a period of a real lack of confidence for losing your voice. And then you make an album <laughs> and then you get these amazing reviews. So, I just wondered how, if that has changed you. Um, I don't. Uh... It, it's made me happy. Um, I don't think it's changed me. I think that um, actually making music is a really interesting thing because, you know, for me, you make something that you want to be good. So your goal is not to have loads of adoring fans. Your goal is to make something that you're proud of, which I have done. Um, the fact I've never been very confident, to be to be perfectly honest with you, it's more that it's just music has always been there and I've kind of it's something I've had to, felt I've had to, it's like a compulsion almost you know I'd wake up in the middle of a night with a song in my head go oh, I'm gonna have to get up and write this down or you know I'm gonna have to go and do a little kind of recording um so it's always just been there um and it's never been any different even without my voice the difference is is I absolutely there's no way I would put myself through the stress of of doing it because I knew it was going to be hard work um, but the fact that people love it and uh, it does, it's quite overwhelming. I mean, you know, the, in fact, the only people who don't seem to like it are people who are, are the old fellows of the music industry. They, they, weren't, they weren't particularly bothered by it because the first thing I did was played it to people that I knew. But then when it started to go out to people, everyone was like, wow, this, as you said, the unbelievable, you know, it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and it's. Uh, I hope that it's an inspiring story, Steve. The album is an inspiring story in the sense that a lot of the tracks seem to reflect, um, you know, your life journey. In I don't really like that word, but your, you know, what's happened in your life. And if you look at the single "Dole," and then you got this track "Marionette." Dole is very specifically about or it feels about that how you were treated by the the record industry, a reflection of that. And you sort of parodied it and, you know, your image and everything that goes um, with that. So tell me about the specific tracks and how much of you are really in them and how much are there a comment on your life? Um, well, I think it's a, a real mixture of everything. 
um, the lyrics are really quite specific, but I think they also apply to other people as well. So the first, you know, the opening words of the album are, it's okay to be broken. And I think that that is, that's what that song is about. It happens to everybody. You, you just got to get, go round it or through it or whatever you have to do, but it's all right and it will pass, you know. So that is something that with my, obviously in, as far as I'm concerned, that is a philosophy for life anyway, because I myself and know lots of other people who you have difficult times in your life and that's all right because it will pass. And that's the message with that song. Um, Doll is really about, I suppose it was kind of inspired by social media in a way, um, but also the expectations for, you know, a performer, if you like, as, as a woman now are, you know, being nearly 60, there's no way I can compete with people who've going to have surgery and are tiny and work out all the time. It's not going to happen. But um, having said that, the song Doll is not a judgment. It's more a question um, that I would, that I'm asking myself and I'm asking other people, you know, why does anyone want to look like a doll? I, I do want to look like a doll quite often. I, you know, I want to be slimmer. I like wearing makeup. Um, I wouldn't ever have anything put into my face <laughs> or any of my body um, that's not already organically there. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't have things, I wouldn't have surgery, but I do like to make an effort and I'm interested in, in the way I look and the way other people look. I love fashion, you know, I love I love it. It's a, it's another form of creativity. And I think it's fantastic that on social media, young people can present themselves the way they want to be seen. I think that's a very positive thing. So the song Doll isn't a sneery look at social media. It's more um, questioning what you want to look like. You know, why do you want to look like that? It's more just asking the question. There's no answer there. There's no answer in the song. So, so that also inspired uh, my friend, Ren Brocklehurst. Uh, he had the idea for the photo shoot. He's an amazing photographer and he did, I mean, I don't know how many of your listeners, watchers uh, will have seen the artwork, but basically I've, I'm sort of articulated, so I've got a sort of articulated neck and I've got hair roots like a Cindy doll. So it's, and it's quite well done, I think, is it? I mean, Ren's is amazing. So, um, yeah, so he came up with that idea. And so we kind of just went with it. And Yeah, I felt that, the, to be honest, I felt that the artwork sort of gelled the whole thing together. Do you know what I mean? It really yeah. then made it yeah. sort of like the whole a sort of concept yeah. uh, album in a sense, and then made it all make uh, complete sense. You mentioned it's okay. It's okay to be broken. Do you think you're a weeble? <laughs> <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I always think I'm a bit of a weeble, you know, get a knock and then I'm down and then I'm up again the next day, you know. <laughs> well, you have to be like that, don't you? I mean, there are, I must admit to, as I get older, feeling less resilient and more protective towards myself. I think we become a bit more cautious, don't we, about throwing ourselves into things as we get older, perhaps. Well, I know I have. But um, yeah, def definitely a bit of a weeble, Steve. I mean, what's interesting uh, uh, about this um, album 
uh, number eight is, of course, you know, if we go through the albums, April Moon, 43 Minutes, Box, Reboot of the Moment, Wednesday, the something of April, number eight, the ones that spell out um, your name. Yeah. Uh, aren't, aren't you start wishing that you actually started off and used your original name, Samantha? <laughs> Because then you'd have a few more letters. No, it's true, but I, I maybe I don't know. Possibly that joke is told. I don't mean you. I mean you know. Uh, it's time to move on to a different idea, perhaps. There, I don't know. I could do Antha, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, I think that this album. What I think what's really beautiful about this album. I've been playing it to death, and I really do love yeah. it. But what's beautiful about this album is that that redefinition is the start. It's not the end of something. It's the start of something. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it has made me realise that I can make music and I'm dying to make music. You know, I, I love it. I, I can't all the time because I have to I have to work for a living like everyone else. So my my job is teaching ukulele, which I love. Um, but it does me it does take up a lot of my time and energy when I'm teaching. You know, I have uh, so I have three online groups and uh, five in-person groups. So it's eight clubs a week and one monthly in London. Um, there, there isn't time for anything else. So I can't just go and write for a few hours. It's not like that, you know. So I think one of my objectives with number eight is to just raise my profile a bit so that I generate a little bit more of an income from my muse my own music so that I don't have to teach so much so I can take the time out so it really is just a little bit of balancing you know well as I said at the beginning I was absolutely thrilled um to know that you'd recorded a new album and even more thrilled to listen to it and to really oh. love it and love um you know I love seeing you every time I see you I just think oh this is wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Sam Brown yeah. thank you <laughs> Feelings mutual, Steve. <laughs>